This is the Wednesday, June 1st edition of the Daily Major Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action for this evening and beyond. So settle in and we'll set you up in a little more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Tyler Folgerman, Anita Marks with you this Wednesday afternoon. Appreciate you dropping by. We'll dive right in, starting in postseason action. And we have to start on the ice, Anita, before we get to a preview of Game 1 in the NBA. We'll see Thursday night in Golden State. But on the ice, we do have a Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. Big Game 7 win for the Rangers against Carolina. The Lightning have been breezing through this postseason. We saw a good one last night in the Western Conference with Edmonton and Colorado combining for, what, 14 goals in that game? Something outrageous like that. So I don't know if we'll see quite that much scoring in Game 1 at the Garden. How are you looking at handicapping this matchup in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, as you know, I'm here in New York. Uh, This is... uh... (laughs) This is big time here. I mean, the city is um, electric because the Rangers are playing on borrowed time, right? It's champs from the Bay against the kids from Broadway. So, and you mentioned last night's game, it was like goals galore. This is going to be the polar opposite. Let's be honest. You've got two of the best goaltenders that are still alive in the postseason. And uh, Igor, by the way. So there's, there's a bet here in New York, Tyler, over under how many puppies that are going to be either adopted or purchased in the month of June that are going to be named Igor here in New York city. I'm going to go with the over, but um, he is three. Will you be, will you be one of those people adopted (laughs) in Igor? No, surprise me. I'm uh, I'm good with three right now. I had, I had five for over 10 years. I like, we're at three. We're a happy household right now. But um, uh, Igor, by the way, three and O uh, with a 96% save rate against the Lightning in the regular season. And just as good as the Canes were on their home ice, the Rangers aren't bad here at home at the Garden either. So I'm going to play the Rangers on the money line. And you can get that somewhere around even money. And probably my favorite bet is the under. The under has been hitting big time because Shesterkin has just been incredible. And again, tonight, you're going to have two of the best goaltenders that are still alive in the postseason. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm playing the under in this series, the opposite of what we're going to see in the Western Conference. Shesterkin and Vasilevsky, uh, maybe the two best goalies in the world right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I trust Vasilevsky just slightly more uh, because he's a bigger athlete. He has those two cups on his resume. Um, I I think he is the best goalie. Uh, Tampa Bay is... They're in the middle of a dynasty like like the Warriors. I mean, winning three straight Stanley Cup finals would be just outrageous. Winning two in a row is hard enough. They could be uh, on their way to a third here with how impressive they've looked. Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman. I mean, they're just loaded. Uh, they have big rig, Caddy Maroon, who all he does now is play on teams that win Stanley Cups. So um, I like the Lightning in the series minus a game and a half. I think you can get that at some uh, pretty good plus money. Uh, I think the the Cinderella run for the Rangers kind of comes to an end because although the goalies are uh, uh, close, I'm giving the advantage to Tampa Bay slightly, the rest of the roster is a massive advantage for me uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I like them minus a game and a half to win this in six or less. I will be playing unders anytime I play a single game total just like you. Moving to the NBA game one of the finals. Begins tomorrow, 
So uh, hmm. before we kind of handicap uh, game one, you can get more in depth with that on tomorrow's podcast. Any kind of overall thoughts to this matchup, how you want to bet this series um, or any futures markets in the NBA finals before we see tip off tomorrow night? Yeah, series-wise, I'm going against my heart and with my head. And a big reason why is a uh, home court advantage for the Golden State Warriors. They just don't lose at, at Chase Center. They just don't. So I'm hoping this goes seven as well. You know, I want a really entertaining series. But, you know, you and I have been on the same page when it comes to Boston, right? We both love Boston. But I just think the home court advantage is, uh, is really going to hold true series-wise um, for the Warriors. Game one. I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to lay the three and a half. Also, I like the under here at 212 and a half. I just think the rest advantage as well as the home court advantage um, is going to play big time on Thursday night. And, uh, and, and also, you know, this is the first time that a finals will be played in San Francisco. I don't know about you, Tyler. I think Steph Curry is going to go off. So uh, uh, in regard to props, I love over 27 and a half points for him. I think he comes out. I think he makes a big statement. I'm also going to play Horford double-double. He's averaging 12 points and 10 rebounds a game. You know how important he's been in the postseason to them. And, uh, and you know, for a guy who's played in, in more postseason games, uh, this is a huge opportunity for him. And last but not least, I just love Wiggins, the way that Wiggins has been playing. I'm going over 16 and a half points. He's become the top third scorer. For, of course, this Warriors team, they need him defensively, but he produces offensively. He's shooting 48% from the field, 35% from downtown. So those are my three prop bets in game one. Yeah, I'm looking at the series this way. I think the Celtics are the better team, but it cannot be ignored how elite, how great, how undefeated the Warriors are at home. I think that home court advantage is massive for them, uh, even in this series, but, uh, you know, on paper, so to speak, because I do think Boston is the better team, especially when they're fully healthy. Uh, so how I'm going to play this series is uh, the Warriors in game one uh, with the rest advantage, with home court advantage, with Boston kind of still a little banged up and having gone through a much more grueling Eastern Conference playoff bracket than what the Warriors had to go through in the Western Conference. So uh, I'm going to play them in game one and then jump on the Celtics in the series price because I do think they can win four of the next six games, um, which you'll get that series price at closer to uh, a plus 200 um, price than a, a plus 130 price right now. So that's the way I'm kind of handicapping this. I think the Warriors jump out early in the series, then Boston figures some things out, gets right and gets going and wins the series. If you do think the Warriors are going to win the series, I would just bet them to win exactly in seven games because I do think that seventh game on their home floor with their championship experience would be the difference maker should it reach that. Not that Boston can't win a game seven on the road, uh, uh, but I do think, you know, in that game seven instance, the Warriors win that seven out of ten times, uh, whereas if the Celtics get, you know, an opportunity to close it out in game six, um, they can, you know, close that out seven out of ten times on their home floor. And I do think they're more likely to win a game two or a game five on the road at the Chase Center than they are to win a game one or a game seven. I think game one at home for Golden State, a massive advantage. I think game seven at home, a massive advantage. I think game two or game five, that's the opportunity for the Celtics to steal one on the road. It's going to be their best chance, one of those two. And if they do, I think they can win this um, in six games. So uh, right now, my, my favorite pre-flop series bet is uh, Celtics minus a game and a half. I, I know it seems risky, but it's, uh, I think, plus 210 uh, to win this in uh, six games or less. Uh, so... Uh, Again, not I don't I don't I don't think there's a great 
uh, edge in betting the NBA right now. I think it's so tight. I think it's such a tight market. Obviously, the the, the books and the and the markets know these teams, know what their strengths are, know what their weaknesses are, know how they match up. But um, I think it, uh, you know just how I would play it because I don't like to. I don't. I like to get plus money prices. If I'm gonna bet a unit, I want to make way more than a unit. I don't want to make less than that unit uh, just because gambling's so hard. So that makes it easier to have um, you know money in the bank despite a losing record. So that's why I'm trying to find my most um, confident plus money picks. And right now, I think that is Celtics minus a game and a half. I think that is Warriors plus 325 to win it in seven games. And uh, I think, again, my favorite way to do it is just bet the Warriors game one and then come back at that uh, discounted price on the Celtics in the series uh, after they lose game one. So that's kind of how I'm looking at that right now. I will throw out Marcus Smart 35 to one to win finals MVP as well. Um, I think if the Warriors win, it's almost a 90% certainty that Steph Curry is the MVP. Um, Obviously, Jason Tatum is the favorite to win MVP if the Celtics do, but I think there's a path and a narrative for Marcus Smart limiting Curry's efficiency with his defense and then having a few of those pop games offensively where he hits five, six threes um, or dishes out, you know, 10, 11, 12 assists. So at 35 to one, I don't think the market accurately reflects the um, true implied probability of Marcus Smart being the MVP, especially since uh, if they win with their defense, it's probably because he played really, really awesome defense on Steph Curry individually. And that is a narrative that will be hard to ignore for the voters. All right, let's get to today's baseball slate real quickly. Anything on the diamond uh, that catches your interest as we'll have uh, games pretty much all day on a Wednesday travel day? Yeah, uh, Nasty Nestor. Again, <laughs> a common theme here, Tyler, since I'm in New York. Uh, dude is, is taken Manhattan by storm, that's for sure. I know you and I have talked about it before on a number of shows, like should be considered for uh, for the Cy Young this, this year. Um, he's just unbelievable. So I'm going... Over six and a half strikeouts for him against the Angels tonight. Uh, he's got a 30% strikeout rate. He's averaging seven strikeouts a game. And also, a little side bet here if you want to get in on it, and, and that is uh, he's averaging two, if not less, walks a game as well. He's got unbelievable control. So I'm going nasty Nestor Cortez over six and a half strikeouts for the Yankees tonight. All right, I'm going to go to uh, Oakland where Justin Verlander and the Strohs are visiting Cole Irvin and the A's. And I'm going to play uh, this total under seven and a half. We'll start first and foremost with uh, the Houston Astros, who so far this year have played 50 games. 38 of them have gone under the total. The Astros, you think of this great offense uh, for so many years, uh, 38 or 76% of their games have gone under the total. They're 38 and 12 to the under. Verlander on the mound should limit offensive opportunities for the A's as he's one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. Cole Urban's pretty decent as well. Got a 3.15 ERA and 40 innings pitched. We know that's a big ballpark uh, in Oakland there. So um, just noticing a trend with the Astros under 7.5. I think this smells like a 4-1, 4-2 Astros win with Verlander on the mound. Go under seven and a half there finally uh, let's turn to the links we have a couple of different golf outings to discuss i guess we should start because it is today uh with the match between uh aaron Rodgers, tom brady the old heads and then the young guns at quarterback in the nfl patrick mahomes and josh allen how are you handicapping the match which will take place real close to me this afternoon while i'm in the studio down on the strip uh, here in Las Vegas, do you like the old guys as the favorites or the young guns as the dog in the match? Well, just out of curiosity, have you played the win? 
I have not played the win yet. No, I have not. So I need to get out there. Um, but it'll work. It will be literally a driver and a five iron away from our uh, studio, uh, on the strip. Uh, so, um, Definitely want to get out there. Uh, I'll take a look while I'm uh, while I'm watching today. But uh, in the plans to get out there, maybe when you're visiting, Anita, we can uh, arrange that. So um, let me know. So are you uh, are you with the faves? You with the dogs here? <laughs> I'm with the dogs. Give me the young boys. Wow. Uh, why not? Listen, you know, I'm. I'm I mean, you know, can we truly handicap this bad boy? I mean, listen, this this is for fun. This is for rooting interest. So a few things. Number one, Aaron Rodgers has the best handicap, right? Um, a, a four, four, six, Tom Brady's an eight, one, Josh Allen's a nine, Patrick Mahomes is a seven, seven. Uh, you know, uh, the, 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 why is Tom in, in Aaron favored? Well, they've been here, done, done that. They got the free t-shirt. They know what this is about. They know how the cameras work. They're being mic'd up. They don't have to, you know, you come in with that comfortability level. Like I've been here before. I know how this, I know how this rolls. Um, so I get it not to mention Rogers out of all four of them, the best golfer, but uh, you know what? Uh, give me the young guys. Give me Josh uh, Allen and Patrick Mahomes to pull the upset at plus money. Why not? What? Listen, we've seen, here's the thing. We've seen video of three of the four practicing, right? We saw Tom with that. Um, didn't he have a, uh, what is it called when you, um, uh, what, what is it called when you, um, you score what you make, you make a two on a par five. It's called it's a albatross albatross. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We saw that albatross with him uh, just a few weeks ago. Josh Allen's been out there practicing. We've seen Mahomes at the range as well. Just haven't seen any videos of Aaron Rodgers. Granted, he's got the lowest handicap. Maybe he feels he doesn't need to practice. I don't know, but I'm going with the young guns and give, give me, give me the plus money. Yeah, I mean, I like the price on the young guns. I just think in this particular instance, it's going to be hard for them without that experience and just being the inferior golfers. And we're not, we don't have this handicap, you know, they don't, they're not getting strokes. So uh, I'm going to take uh, Rogers and Brady who play more golf, played here more. Um, I will lay it in this particular instance versus the young guys. Um, but that, that is just me. Would like to see the young guys get the win, but I, I think it's going to be difficult to come by uh, given what you have laid out. As far as the actual real-life PGA Tour golfers, we have a big event, uh, one of the bigger ones that is not a major on the PGA schedule. is Jack Nicklaus's event at Muirfield, his course, the Memorial, um, loaded with uh, pretty much all the top golfers in the world, save for Dustin Johnson, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, how are you looking at uh, playing this? Any plays that you like? Uh, for again a loaded field a major championship quality field on what is a major championship um, difficult course at Mirfield yeah uh, two metrics here at, at Mirfield that you want to pay attention to and that's driving accuracy I came across an interesting stat that 15 of the last 25 winners came into this tournament ranked in the top seven in driving accuracy um, and then also you want to look at, at greens and regulation uh, because uh, you know Jack uh, was not kind when he was designing <laughs> when he was designing this course that's for sure so with that being said give me Shoffley give me the x-man I like him to finish in the top 10 I'll also throw some coin on him winning uh, his game has been on point as of late had a rough start to the beginning of the season but it's come around he finished in the top 15 his last three starts um, at the memorial again driving accuracy is crucial and he's he rakes up there as well as greens and regulation uh, he's in the top 10 in both 
And, uh, and also uh, scrambling is important here. And also Shoffley ranks in the top 20 in scrambling. Give me Fitzpatrick to finish in the top 10 as well. He finished third here in 2020. He's sporting six top tens and two top fives. He ranks fifth in strokes gained tee to green. And also he is third in scrambling. Again, another important metric. And last but not least, give me Lowry to finish in the top 20 at even money. He played well here last year. He finished tied for six. Uh, he's been playing great as of late, especially in bad weather conditions. Not that bad weather conditions are expected. Actually, weather conditions are, are going to be quite nice the next four days. Um, but also his flax stick has been hot. He's 11th in punting and also top 10 in scrambling. So I, I think Lowry, I think, I think he could finish in the top 10. So if I can get even money with him finishing in the top 20, I'm all about it. Yeah, I think we see this very, very similarly, similarly, pardon me, um, our uh, par three picks on bet today, uh, which is an hour early at three Eastern noon Pacific on our uh, digital platforms, most notably youtube.com forward slash ESPN sports betting. Go there and subscribe right now. Uh, I like Xander Shoffley to win 20 to one. I, I like X-Man and the form he's in. He plays better when uh, fields are deeper and courses are harder. His game is coming around. Tita Green, Matthew Fitzpatrick in the top 20 at even money. Love him as well because he is uh, uh, one of the best all-around players in, in the world. He has no weakness to his game at all. And he, too, uh, is someone who plays better, like Shoffley. They, they've never won a major, Fitzpatrick and Xander, but they always play well at majors because they don't have weaknesses. They're always like top 20, top 15, top 10. It's just a matter of time before they break through, I think. But at this type of event, I like both Fitzpatrick and Xander Shoffley. And another guy I like who I'm going to keep playing this year because I think he actually, um, next to Scotty Scheffler, is uh, playing golf better than anyone else in the world. And that's Cam Smith. Um, he's someone that people haven't really talked about since um, people looked at him at the Masters and Scheffler came back and beat him. But he's still playing well. I like him uh, to win this at 20 to 1. I like him as the first round leader at 30 to 1 because he is number two on the tour in first round scoring average um, behind just Joaquin Neiman by a little bit. He's average, his average score in the first round is 67.8. Uh, he's a guy who jumps out early, has no weaknesses off the, from tee to green. He's uh, uh, in terms of not just tee to green and overall strokes game on tour this season, he's third on tour and overall strokes game. So that's tee to green approach around the green putting. He has no weaknesses either. The Aussie, I think, is uh, going to be a multiple-time major winner by the time he hangs him up, you know, 30-something years from now. Uh, but 30-1, uh, to first-round leader. 20-1, to one, like Xander Shoffley to win. Um, if you want to bet him inside the top 10, top, 50, top 20, top 5, I have no issue with that. But uh, those are the names I'm looking at. Xander, Cam Smith, and Matthew Fitzpatrick um, are on my betting card for the uh, Memorial. So, it's a busy day on the ice, hardwood, tomorrow on the links, on the diamond as well. Like I said, Anita and I will be on bet this afternoon, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to the Daily Wager podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already done so, as that helps us out tremendously. And we love helping you out trying to find some winners. Uh, that's uh, it for today's show. We'll see you back here tomorrow on the Daily Wager podcast. Thank you.